What's going on, guys? Welcome back to No Reserves Radio. Uh, this is the episode that never begins, apparently. That was a experience. Uh, so we've been it's we've been starting starting i'm doing air quotes for about an hour now uh but angelo had to finish a 2k game and then austin is trying to get taylor swift tickets and then finally finally we were ready to record and then austin says hold on i've got to do an update real quick and just dipped like we've been dipped just straight up dipped um but we're we're good to go um so welcome to the episode we are finishing our top 10 lists uh this week we are doing point guards i think this is going to be the most interesting one i don't know about you guys but doing mine i know angelo said it was easy but it was also angelo this wasn't that easy for me um there was a lot of variability that came into it and again these are all each of our individual opinions so if you get mad you get mad whatever um that's weird to get mad about but hey you do you um and we have our own individual criteria well not our own individual we have a criteria for what counted so if a player is not on the list they probably didn't play enough games or they were listed in another position go check our other episodes probably the shooting guard episode if a guy is not here that you think should be um before we get into that let's jump right into the question of the day which we're going to get a little deep here for a for a Thursday night. Uh, what is something that you still actively partake in specifically for a nostalgia factor? And what I mean by that is what is something you do or that you go to to kind of bring you back to when you were younger? Like, is it a smell, a taste, uh, a, a restaurant, a TV show, a video game, a book? What is something you do to ground yourself and kind of get out of who you are now and get back to who you were when you were, you know, like nine. Okay. So I'll go first. Mine's, I I guess, a little out of touch with what you all will probably have. But um, as viewers know, or listeners, I guess is what they are. Uh, Disney is like important to me, friend too, but you know, he never comes. Um <laughs> A ride that I, I have to do almost every single time is the Buzz Lightyear, like the Space Ranger, like the Laser Blaster one. And when I was a kid, I finally figured out the like 100,000 spots to like beat the game. So I always go in and like beat the game, max out the game just to like give me that like sense of, ah, oh, like I'm back at Disney, you know, everything's fine that makes sense everything's oh, fine absolutely well that that does for me it's there's a lot to pick from and the reason i'm asking this is because like you two know like i've been you know i've had a rough couple weeks here so i've been trying to as i said earlier you know ground myself go back to like things i did when i was younger um I've been listening to a lot of music, but one thing, and this is the weirdest thing, and this is what brought on this question. Adam and I have been playing a classic video game, uh, RuneScape, lately. And what made me think about that is I have not played this game in 15 years. I don't know, probably longer. Um, 
But when the menu loaded up, there has not been a single update to the game. It is still the exact same menu. And I'm not kidding when I say when I first clicked on play and I was like, oh, this will be an experience. It's a trip down memory lane. And then that music started up. I was sitting in my grandmother's computer room. Like, I, I never left my house, but I was sitting in my grandmother's computer room and I could smell like the dryer running, like there's a there's a specific nostalgia is a hell of a drug is what I'm saying. Um, but Angelo, you made it sound like you had an interesting one. I do actually. So um, when I was younger, and after my parents got divorced, my dad used to make this thing called breaded steak. And it is basically country fried steak, except with a very thin meat, like a milanesa or a sabana. And um, I make it so much that when I don't make it, my fiance will tell me, you know, you haven't made breaded steak in a while. You want to make it? I was like, yeah, sure. You know, that's actually interesting. I didn't really think about it from like a food standpoint, but that is for me, it's a food that I haven't had since I was. I don't know, probably like nine. But my grandmother used to always make Welsh rarebit, which is basically cheese and toast. <laughs> it has a very interesting taste because, like, you make it with beer, but you cook off all the alcohol. But yeah, no, that's that's food is a very great way of reconnecting with like who you used to be. I guess. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Anyway, that was a that was a deep little jaunt here on no reserves on thursday listeners at home experiment what is something that brings you back to when you were younger some of you are still very 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 young but what is something that you chase like what is a feeling you chase from when you're younger um let's get into the news uh unless one of you has more to comment on nostalgia because nostalgia is fun no i'm good okay all right, you so could spend forever talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. We could do a whole open gymming about it. Um, so news for the day, there's not a ton or news for the week, I guess. Jordan has officially sold the Charlotte Hornets to Plotkin and Chanel. There was a very nicely written open letter to the city of Charlotte um, from Jordan. It, I'm not going to go over it here, but I do recommend going through and reading it. Uh, Devontae Graham suspended two games following a DUI to start the season. John Wall, okay, this is one I wrote, and then there was an update afterwards. So John Wall is currently talking with teams in Italy about going overseas to play. He's denying it because that would essentially mean the end of his NBA career, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's currently going. And then Team USA's roster. Have you guys looked at who is on the roster for Team USA going into FIBA 2023? No, I have not. It is a, all I saw was Paolo. It's a little underwhelming. Really? A little underwhelming. Like, don't get me wrong. These are quality NBA players. Some of them are very, very good NBA players. Um, So I'm going to go through it real quick. So the point guard position, Jalen Brunson being backed up by Tyrese Halliburton. Or Jalen Brunson is the starter? We don't know for sure. That's just how it's listed. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, The wings are Brandon Ingram, Anthony Edwards, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Austin Reeves, and Josh Hart. 
Josh? Any of it except Josh Hart. Hart? Uh, Biggs, Paolo Banjero, Jaron Jackson Jr., Bobby Portis, and Walker Kessler. That is Team USA FIBA 2023. What happened? <laughs> Look, there's some good there. There's some very good there. It's just, it's a little underwhelming. It's not um, just a little underwhelming. We're used to a team that had like LeBron and Kobe and KD. You know what's and, wrong? And, and Mel. What? Old. Load management. Uh, <laughs> well, I think when so when Paul George broke his leg during an exhibition, it kind of like put a stop on like superstars going. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fair. Maybe we'll get back to it, but yeah, that's that's the FIBA twenty twenty three. I like and to follow. Then, yeah, I like Paulo. I like Jaron Jackson. I like Tyrese. Um, and I like, I like the younger I, guys going. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's a very young team. It's not the youngest team we've ever fielded because the 2004 team was like 24 as an average age. This is 25. Um, but that 2024 or that 2004 team had LeBron, Carmelo, Kobe. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, the only other piece of news. And, like, we debated not talking about it. And by debated it, I mean, you guys said, is that a good idea? And I said, we're doing it. Um, is the Orlando Magic. So, while I'm talking, Angelo, I, I want you to do a Google for me. And I, you don't have to comment on it. I just want your reaction to it when you finish this Google. Okay, are you ready? Uh, let me get on Google. Okay, I'm here. I want you to type, who owns the Orlando Magic? Now, the Orlando Magic made a donation to Ron DeSantis for his presidential campaign bid, which at its core, I do I do not have a problem with, right? Like, if you want to donate to someone on the political spectrum in any direction whatsoever, that's a you decision, and no one can tell you that's right or wrong, whatever. My problem is when it's, you're representing these players, this company, this brand, right? And these are people that have different political beliefs, backgrounds, <laughs> ideals. Uh, did you did you get to who owns the? I got to which family owns it. Right, right, right. So it makes sense <laughs> now that they donated to Ron DeSantis, right? Yeah. So, at its core, I I don't care if you want to donate to a politician. That's like you're right as an American citizen, it's great, good for you. I just don't like when you do it when you're representing other people. Like when you're doing it essentially in other people's names because they could just as easily have donated as themselves and not done it on so, behalf of the Orlando Magic because now you're saying Paulo Banchero is donating or Cole Anthony's donating and that's that's not fair to those players, whether or not they disagree or agree with you, because maybe they would donate on their own, but you shouldn't be donating on behalf of other people, I guess is the point I'm making. So this isn't a political statement. This is just a general question. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe, and I'm sure a lot of people believe that the way that we get money to politicians is shady. Do you think that this is a way to get money to DeSantis for political reasons to make it look like they're not directly supporting him? So I don't know. It's hard to say because I don't 
Like, I'm not going to pretend to understand, like, what's going on in Florida. I have no uh, idea. Either. So, it's... From the sounds of it, if you look at the dating of it, they donated prior to his bid, right? But there's a limit, right? Right. So, But they donated to him as governor of Florida as kind of a... Like, you're the governor of Florida, we're going to donate to you. Scratch my back, I scratch yours. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, that's what it seems like. Then he announced he was running for president, which is where the issue lies, I guess. And I'm I'm saying issue because, again, you're well within your rights to donate to someone. That's not a problem. It's just do it under your own name, not as a collective that has other people that represent it. Like, if I were to go donate to an organization as No Reserves Radio without consulting Angelo and Austin, it's almost saying they agree with that, whether or not they do. And I just don't think that's cool, because those people also deserve their own voice. That's what makes America America, right? So, yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with it. I just have a problem with the execution of it, I guess. But... Um, I don't know. You guys got anything else on it? No, I don't. Nope. Florida man doesn't want to comment on Florida. <laughs> when Florida man understands what Florida is doing, Florida man will comment. Okay. Uh, that's actually completely fair. Um, so are you guys ready to move into our top 10 lists? Almost. I am surprised. I am so surprised, Ren. All right, here we go. I am really surprised you did not mention my time on my first episode. So I was actually going to save that for the end, but we can do it now if you want. Yeah, let's go for it. So those of you joining us on Sunday, because this episode will release at 6 a.m. on Sunday. If it doesn't, I'm going to throw a fit. Um... So if you're joining us on Sunday morning, you're you're listening to No Reserves, you probably didn't get a push notification, and I don't know why, but on Thursday, which is the day we're recording, so it is today, um, you might have gotten a notification for an episode. It was not a bonus episode. It was actually the pilot episode of our new series. Uh, it is No Reserves Football. So it's going to be kind of the same format, but it is football-related, and it is... The the first episode was just Angelo and one of our new associates, people. One of our new members of the No Reserves grouping uh, named Alex. And it, it's, it was a good listen. I, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, not, meaning, not meaning any offense. I just, there, there's a level of, Certainty, I expect, with each of our episodes based on the fact that I know you, I know Austin, and I know myself, and I know what we're going to talk about, and I know how it's going to go. I've never had a conversation with Alex until he joined the group chat yesterday, two days ago, whenever he joined. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't sure how it was going to go, and you kind of lit some alarm bells in the group chat when you were talking about the intro and all that. But honestly, for a pilot episode, I thought it was very good. I thought it was very strong i'm actually very impressed with alex and you know if you are a fan of football go give it a listen uh let us know 
what you'd like to see from it. I think there will be other hosts on it at some point, but for the time being, I think it will just be Alex and Angelo. Um, we're we use that first episode. We're grading some things and we're going to work some things out with like audio quality and that sort of thing. You know, we always want to be improving over here at no reserves. Um, but yeah, that's go give it a listen. Let us know what you think. Those episodes, that episode will come out on Thursday, which is today. When you hear this, it will have already been out for four days. So you need to go listen to it going forward. The episodes will release on correct me if I'm wrong. Tuesdays. Yes, and if we have secondary episodes to talk about fantasy, they will release on Thursday. So if you like regular football talk Tuesday, fantasy talk Thursday. So this is basically we're doing a um, kind of a torture experiment to see how long it takes Angelo to burn out. Uh, but the the point More is, or less. if you like basketball and you like football, you're in a great place because you're going to be getting content three to four days a week, every week. So go give it a listen. Give us feedback. Let us know what you'd like to see us improve on. Do you have, do you have any, as the, you're, you are now hosting your own podcast, Angelo. You're, you're not subject to my whims. How, how do you feel about it? Free. Free. Amazing. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. No more of the no, Angelo. We can't do that. I mean, I, I I still will say that. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. So, you know, there at are, the end of the there, day... There were a few things I do want to go over with you at another time. You're really yeah, we'll just, we'll just keep pushing so that time down the road. It's all good. We keep pushing it down the road. Um, yeah. So let's let's get into the list. Also, I would like to address something. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay, I would like to address something before we start these lists. The episode that never starts continues. The episode that never starts continues. I would like to address something. Okay. okay, so when you were doing the show sheet, Ren. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we gave the golden L to Austin yes. at the end of the last episode. Yes. And quite honestly, when you looked at point guards... You would uh, pencil in Angelo receives the golden L today. I'm not confident I am going to out. Wemby will be a bust. Anthony Edwards is a fringe top 10 player. And DeMar DeRozan, I I don't know. I'm not as confident that I'm actually going to receive this as I am with Austin around anymore. I I don't know. Wemby doesn't count. I don't I don't know. You've told me the last two weeks. So 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 here's the thing. So here's the easy thing. I wanna change I wanna change the order we do this because what's been happening is Ren starts with something reasonable, Austin goes off the wall, and then I'm like, well, what do I do now? So I want this to go you, me, Austin. Okay, so as it should, as Austin has okay. earned. Okay, so while you were finishing your game whatever you're doing. We actually were talking about this and Austin and I decided that we should just continue it because we've done it the whole time and Austin's reasoning is like the opposite of yours, which is like <laughs> like it's almost to keep you chained. 
<laughs> because the only time you get a chance to speak your mind is if you are doing a player we haven't done yet because you you do the Angela thing we're like oh yeah you said enough and then you just delete whatever comment you were going to say that's like snarky about that player I am fine with changing the order but the the thing is and this is nothing against Austin it's just how we all do it like I overdo my preparations in terms of players and I think Angelo does that as well and Austin does it but he flies by the seat of his pants so like he won't think so much about what he's going to say he just thinks about why he's going to say it right truth and it's and so it kind of makes sense for him to be in the middle but it also is why he has the takes he has because he doesn't think about what he's going to say <laughs> <laughs> like he he's okay listeners austin does not drink he has never drank anything he is the drunkest sober man i've ever met <laughs> All I'm going to say is this. There better be someone who gets a damn golden L today. Oh, it's going to be me. I'm just telling you because of who I left off. I did not forget the player I left off. I just could not justify putting them in my top 10. And after talking to Austin, he might have left him off, but I don't know for sure yet. Can we start the episode that never starts? We can start the... That's the title of the episode, by the way. It is Austin already. Austin already said that. Okay. So well, you're already making a case for your L there, bud. Good. I need it. I want one. I want my damn golden L. Can I? Can I start? Can I start? Yes, you can start. Okay. So for number ten on the point guard list, I have Jalen Brunson, and for me, the biggest tell of Jalen Brunson was the impact on the court, or the biggest tell for Jalen Brunson's impact on the court was the hole that it left for the Dallas Mavericks when he left. So. Having to pull this mid-season trade for Kyrie and get Luka the help, because we all just thought Luka's going to steamroll that team to the playoffs, right? Because that's just who Luka is. We saw the gap, right? And outside of that, just in terms of pure talent, so Jalen Brunson averaged 24 points, 3.5 rebounds, 6.2 assists, shooting 49% from the field, 30 or 41 or 42% from three with a PER of 21.2. He is not an uber athletic player by any stretch of the imagination, but I think that does benefit him going down because those are the players that through their prime, you know, they don't slow down because they don't rely on freakish speed or insane vertical. It's just good floor generalship. It also helps that he has an insanely good contract that's going to help build a team around him and lets him be that floor general. Obviously, you'd want more from the assist totals, but I think that's going to come as they get help in New York, and I fully believe they will. Uh, he elevated him in the playoffs, and this was a case. So I have two players on the list that were definitely what have you done for me lately, and this is my first one. Even though they only played 11 games in the playoffs, he averaged 28 points in the playoffs. So... Having a lead guard that you can rely on is probably the fundamental building block of the modern NBA. Jalen Brunson checks all the boxes for me. So that's number 10. That's fair. My number 10, I went with an Angelo, don't kill me, Darius Garland. So he is averaging 21.6, so 22, 
three rebounds, eight assists, shooting 46 and 41 from three. Um, I mean, he's solidly offensively. Um, I was debating him and one other person. And the reason the other person was potentially my number 10 was defense. But then I was taking a look at his defensive stats, and his defensive win share is a 3.0. That feels weird coming from a Darius Garland to me. So one thing to factor when you're looking at defensive win share, and it's no knock against Garland because I do think Garland is, I'm not going to say an underrated defender, but he's a better (laughs) defender than he's given credit for. But playing with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. You just funnel people into him. Yeah, your, your win share is going to be a little bit higher just off yep. of that as I was looking into it because we were talking about win share before the show and I, I'm mm-hmm. looking at it and it, it's it seems like there's a lot of funneling so yeah but that's I mean that's defensive skill like that's an awareness to do the right thing and the yeah. Cavaliers low-key have found like the cheat code to having a very good defense just, yeah, absolutely. It's, like, I mean, it helps when you have those two down low. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's the cheat code. <laughs> so I like Garland at number 10. He's a great player. And I think me and Ren were talking about it before. These point guards are kind of insane. Yeah, yeah they are. That's why we wanted to do Garland five. At 10. Yeah. We, that's why we wanted to do five to one, because the point guard position is definitely the most skill diverse of any of the positions. And I think if there's a place where we're going to actually argue, argue, it's going to be here, even though I do think our top three will be identical, if not the same three players in a different mm-hmm. order. Agreed. Necessarily so. agree. So, uh, anyway, my number 10 is Jalen Brunson. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Why? You need to tell us why. And you need to tell us why. Don't just say Ren hit all the boxes. Like, tell me why you picked Jalen Brunson. Oh, <laughs> well, you did. But it, he averaged twenty four points, four rebounds, six assists, and a twenty one per. <laughs> I what? I already said that. Okay. Well, my bad. You already said that. You know, I I tried to zone you out. I was like, you know, no. No, Ren, Ren, and then I hear Jalen Brunson. I was like, oh, here we go again. But honestly, I think for me, because his stats are really good, and he was. Did it cut me out there? Okay. I honestly wasn't sure how I felt about the Jalen Brunson contract, and I'm kind of sad I have my doubts because Jalen has been good for them in a multitude of ways and not only that you didn't bring up like just the shot creation that he brings to the table for the new york knicks and that's gonna that opens up randall that's gonna open up rj barrett even more even though his efficiency isn't that great and honestly for the knicks like i've made fun of him for it in the past we just haven't been on record i think they should do the go and give keep giving mid contracts to free agents and and see how many of them can ban out. It's the best thing that's worked for them. One thing I didn't comment on with Brunson that I do think benefits him a lot because he is very crafty. He is. Uh, He's, he's a lefty. He's a Southpaw. And there's not a lot of left-handed players in the NBA. I remember, I want to say it was like 2014. Do you remember, but 
I'm going to say, do you remember Tristan Thompson switching handedness because it's harder to guard a lefty because you're just not used yeah. to it. So that that's another benefit for him. That's true. Um, Who's your number nine, Ren? Good job. You you didn't just say I checked all the boxes. So my number nine is Jamal Murray. Which I kind of did. I said during the Jalen Brunson that I had two players that were what have you done for me lately. The second one is Jamal Murray, because he did not have a great season. I mean, he had a solid season. So 20 points, four rebounds, six assists, 45, 40, 83 shooting splits, and 18 PER. The difference is in the playoffs. Now, obviously, you can't go wrong with picking an NBA championship, NBA, NBA champion point guard, but he averaged 26 in the playoffs with seven assists, six rebounds, Shooting, again, 50, 40, 90. Um, yeah. Given his history of injuries, for me, this season was largely about availability. And he showed consistency and then elevated when it mattered the most. And just overall, like, what can you say wrong about Jamal Murray? And so, yeah, it was an easy number nine for me. I think this was... I was my 9, 10, 11, 12, I debated on for a while. I, this was the easiest one for me just because of that elevation during the playoffs because that's when it matters the most. And you can have a great season, but if you don't show up in the playoffs, does it matter? Yes, it still is important. But if you have a mediocre regular season and then elevate to the point of arguably being a consideration for finals MVP, that's important to me. So. Jamal Murray's baby. Jamal Murray's. I'm not going to spoil my list, but Jamal Murray is a lot higher on this list, and the playoffs is a big reason why. So I'll just nip that in the butt. Jamal Murray's not even on my top 10. Um, That's because I didn't look at his playoff performance. If I did, he's easily on my list, pretty decently high up, mid to high. Yeah, but I didn't take his playoffs into account, so I know he won't be there. So now here's a follow-up question: so, Did you do it with any other player on your list? I did not. Okay. Nope. I tried yeah. to. If I grade a certain way for one, I try to do it for all. So okay. my number nine is Jalen Brunson, and. You all have hit most of the boxes. The one thing that I want to bring up is the one thing I like about Brunson is when his usage went up, so did his like scoring and efficiencies and everything yeah. else. Yeah. Right? A lot of times when people get more usage, they start to like reverse trend. But I liked that for him. He's only 26 and he is continually to show improvement on the Knicks and hopefully in the future. That's why I put him at my nine. Yeah, no, it makes sense. So my nine, so this, so I wasn't mad at you putting Garland 10 because Garland is nine for me. Okay. Yeah, average 22 points, three rebounds, eight assists with a 19 PER. It's kind of a homer pick because I love Garland. I think that with the addition of Donovan Mitchell, that has kind of capped Darius Garland's scoring, like where it can go. 
But at the same time, I think one of the questions Ren had, if I'm not mistaken, was how would Garland and Donovan Mitchell fit? And the answer is amazingly. Garland has gone back. He has taken a seat back and he has become more of a facilitator generally while also being able to give you a big game here and there when the rest of the team needs it. I, I love Garland. I, I absolutely go love Garland, man. Absolutely. Like, and I, I will spoil it here. I left Garland off my list. He was my number 11. I don't blame you. It was. It's very debatable. It, it was like I. I think the top three are set in stone. I will be. I shocked. don't. You don't. I don't. Okay. Interesting. So, those of us that are rational believe the top three are set in stone. <laughs> After that, I think an argument could be made for anyone in probably the top twelve for the mm-hmm. rest of the spots. I think four and five are pretty close. Um, but then everyone else after that, I think you could make an argument for. So, yeah. You got and anything I, else to add on Garland? I do not. You can continue with your uh, number eight. Austin, you were about One to thing I was going to say, I think, like, we're, I'm sure we're going to come back to this, come back to this, come back to this. But that just kind of shows how strong this position is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, oh. it, there's no arguing. Like, you could have people in the top. 12, 13, that could be top 10, depending on how you look at it. So, moving to number 8 for me. So, number 8, I had Swiper. De'Aaron Fox, 25 points. Flat, 25 flat, like, straight up. Uh, 4.2 rebounds, 6 and 1 assists, 51% from the field, 32% from 3, 78% from the line, a 21.8 PER. So, after a few years of being arguably worthy of being an all-star, he finally made it this season. I think the biggest change that I personally saw in watching Kings games, because as you all know, I, I love the Sacramento Kings, uh, is the same thing that, or he fixed the thing that we've always said Russell Westbrook lacked, because you can make a very easily easy argument that De'Aaron Fox is the fastest basketball player, right? I don't actually think that's an argument. I think that should be a fact at this point. But prior to this season, he played with that same out-of-control nature that Russell Westbrook was guilty of, where it didn't matter to him how to finish. It just mattered that he got to the rim. He got around his man. He got around the defense. He got to the rim, and he was playing severely out of control. This season, it seems like he finally did grasp that there's more to being fast than being fast for the sake of being fast. Um, So once he got to the rim or got to his spot, he was able to more consistently make the right decision and make the right play and not go up out of control and just miss a terribly timed layup. Um, Obviously, the game is won and lost by three-pointers, and you would want to see more out of him in that regard because he never has been a shooter. But this season, they did only play seven games in the playoffs, but he was a large part of the reason that the Sacramento Kings finally made the playoffs and ended that drought, and that did play into it. He did elevate a little bit in the playoffs, averaging 27.4, eight assists, uh six rebounds and 2.1 steals. He actually led in steals during the playoffs. Granted, again, he only played seven games. But yeah, I De'Aaron Fox really elevated this year. 
hopefully this continues. Him and Sabonis have just really paired very well. Um, and Sabonis led the league in pick and roll assists, I believe. And that just benefits De'Aaron Fox perfectly. So, yep, De'Aaron Fox, number eight. So, my number eight is also De'Aaron Fox. And I'm surprised you remembered that Sabonis was on the Kings. I will cut you. <laughs> um, I mean, you hit most of the things I wanted to talk about. The one thing I didn't realize was his minutes per game actually went down this year. He went from 35 to 33. And his scoring went up. So, I mean, he's playing well. His three-point shooting, he's taking more threes. That's, I think, what's important to note about him is he started in the league shooting two threes a game. He's up to five. He's not Mm -hmm. hitting them great, but he's becoming more confident in his shot to pull the three instead of just slash, slash, slash. Um, Personally, I would put him higher, maybe six instead of eight if he could get his free throw percentage up yeah because if you are going to be the one that is slashing and getting to trying to get to the line you gotta kind of hit those free points but i mean 22 per like you said 25 four and six solid 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 numbers for a number eight yep oh man he has De'Aaron Fox at number eight. Oh, anyway, my number eight is De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> Talk us through it. You have to do your stuff. So, um, the thing I, I guess the thing I can add that you guys haven't said is precisely how De'Aaron's speed and how his game translates to the Kings' offense. The Kings were one of the fastest tempo teams, if not the fastest tempo team in the NBA. So, like, that speed and his versatility and him just keep keeping on to progressing his game has is one of the main reasons why the Kings are or were where they were. Granted, they still lost in the first round, but... They were good. they were a great team to watch, and they were fun to watch in the regular season and in the playoffs. And De'Aaron Fox was a huge reason for that. And, so they you know. they were actually the highest paced team. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it makes yeah yeah. Yep. Um. So we will move to my number seven. <clears throat> so my number seven is Tyrese Halliburton, mm. and this is one that for me obviously near and dear to my heart. Um, But it feels weird putting him this low because, I I don't know, maybe you value points more, but a 20-point double-double as a point guard is something to be admired. And even though he has probably the ugliest jump shot in professional basketball right now, he still sank 40% of his threes. Uh, He's a great touch around the rim. He's an average defender, but really what really sets him apart from the competition is his playmaking abilities. I would argue, and I'm not going to say he's better than Jokic or Luka. I think those are probably the two best playmakers in the NBA right now. I would argue Tyrese is probably the third best pure passer in the game right now. Um, But for me, what really made this obvious, because I was looking at more um, 
in-depth, I guess, stats. So when Tyrese Halliburton was suited up for the Pacers, they were 28 and 28, okay? When he got injured and when he was out, the Pacers were 7 for 19. Or 7 and 19. So the impact that he had on the Pacers' offense and defense, it it's not arguable. And if we're grading off of last season's performance, having a player that we can actively see the performance of the team with and without them. And granted, he had a 24 PER. Let's not sleep on that at all. But shooting 50, 40, 87 with 20 points and 10 assists, you can't argue with it. So Tyrese Halliburton, number seven. I don't hate it. My number seven, I have the man, the myth, the legend, Demetrius Morant. Um, he had 26 points, six rebounds, eight assists, 23 PER. My problem for why John ja Morant is not higher is his three his three point percentage is low, obviously, and his free throw percentage is terrible. He's a 75% free throw. Like, oh, that may not be really? terrible on other people, but... When like, your entire game is based around dunking. <laughs> exactly. He took just about 500 free throws this year in the 61 games that he played, right? He left 120-ish points on the board, or off the board, just because he couldn't hit his free throw. That's a lot of points, right? And that's like yeah. a full game worth of points. So I mean, if you're this man that is built around slashing, you got it. You got to work on your free throw, my dude. Not For including sure. all the other stuff that we've talked about before. But so John Morant seven for that big reason. I better be taking the golden L in this one. Why? You'll see. Okay. My number seven is Kyrie Irving. Ooh. 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 So I, I'm I'm gonna ask if you did the Angelo thing. What? Did you look at Kyrie Irving's total season or did you sort it based on the time he spent at point guard? Total season. Okay, so that's why we said ooh. Ah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I get it. I get it. He got yes. the golden yes. owl. Yes. <laughs> Spoiler alerts. Kyrie Irving did not make my list because he that's was true. horribly inefficient at point guard. He <laughs> was. Excellent. Excellent. Right. Well, awesome. let's talk about him anyway. 27 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, 22 PER. He's a great shot creator. He also was on the Mavericks as they collapsed. Hold on, let me see this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna... Need to bring that back up. What's wrong? Uh, it's, What's gonna up? it's gonna be brought up at least one more time. Don't worry. <laughs> I know. At least three more times. At least three more times. Hold on. Hold on. I'm pulling up basketball reference. Yes, three more times. I don't know what the other time is going to be. <laughs> I don't understand. I, I know of one. Let's see. 
20 points. They're not 20 points. Yeah. 20 games. And Angelo, not prepared. Let's the go. Golden L. You doubled up on the Golden L. Yeah. I mean, what's wrong with. I mean, 40 games. 40 games, 27 points. Either way, move on. What's your number six? Run. Yeah. Oh. So I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Double won the Golden Owl. So my number six is Trey Young. So I'm interested to see if Angelo has Trey on his list. I think it's questionable if he doesn't. I don't even know if Austin does. But again, it would be questionable if we don't. So it's really hard to argue with 26.2 points and 10.2 assists, right? Granted, he's not an efficient score, or he's not the most efficient scorer there is. He only hit 33% of his threes this season. Um, 42% from the field, or 43% from the field, sorry. 88% from the line, a PER of 22. Yes, he is a defensive turnstile, and yes, he's not the most efficient player defensively. But he's also only 24, and there's a lot of room for him to continue to grow. But based on just last season, if we are talking just last season, right? Which is what we're doing. It's really hard to argue with 26 and 10. I want to hear an argument against 26 and 10 because 10.2 assists, that led the league in assists. Or did it? No. No. That led wow. the playoffs in assists. That led the playoffs in assists. Sorry, I had I have the side by side playoffs in regular season, and I normally click regular season first, but I click playoffs first. But he averaged ten point two in the playoffs and the regular season. In the playoffs, he averaged twenty nine point two. But yeah, I I would like to hear an argument. And if neither, if you don't have Trey Young on your top ten, I want you to argue against twenty six and ten right now. If you've got him on your list, I'll wait for him on your list. I shall wait. Angela, what's up? Yeah, is Trey Young on your list? No. Okay, so I want you to argue <laughs> against twenty-six and ten. Tell me how you left this man off your list. This is a we're segueing out of the top ten. <laughs> we're segueing into why Angelo left Trey Young off his list. Now, I don't know about you. But I'm I'm a simple small town bird lawyer, okay? And the last time I checked, Austin, correct me if I'm wrong. Um did did Ren not start the episode by saying these are our own personal lists? No, they one hundred percent are. That doesn't mean I don't want you to explain it. Cause I explained the fact that I left Darius Garland off. I yeah. like I want you to explain how you can leave someone that's twenty six and ten. Off of your list. Same way you leave someone that's DeMar DeRozan off your list. Eh, not the same. You, you hold the gold now. Like, I get exactly, it. Exactly, baby. Yeah. But you. Yeah. I don't remember. Did he explain he, why he left DeMar DeRozan off his list? Because he did it forgotten. He didn't like him. So explain to me why you left Trey <laughs> Young off your list. <laughs> because he is part of the sinking ship. And then the and then the sink the ship officially sunk, and the, because the head coach apparently, and then it came back 
But apparently it didn't come back enough because they gave up in the playoffs again. So, nah. Nah. I don't got Trey Young. So I got a question for you, Angela. Go for it. If they sink finally, or the, if the ship finally sinks and the cargo all floats away, right? Trey Young yep. goes to a new team. Yep. If Trey Young drops 26 and 10 on another team, is he on your list? No. Then why are you using the sinking ship as the example? If he if he wins a finals, twenty six and ten, is he on your top ten? Oh yeah, but that, that doesn't make sense. It takes it to the third round. Okay. Right. Okay. Let's, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's 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 pause real quick. So I I'm have a. Where oh, the no, playoffs no, 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 don't no. matter for Angela. No, no, no. I, I. So, l- let me, let me ask you. Okay, Angela, are you ready? Sure. Guy averages twenty four and six. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't go anywhere in the playoffs. Is he on your list? Twenty four and six doesn't go anywhere in the playoffs. Uh huh. J- Jalen Brunson. Yeah, Jalen Brunson. Is he on your list? He was number ten. Okay. He was debated with Trey Young. As he should. Right? Yeah, yes or no? Yes or no, Ren? Okay, Have you so curtain yet? We're gonna huh? we're gonna get to Angelo. We're, we'll come back to Angelo once you get through the rest of your list. But okay. I'm just gonna tell you I'm gonna find a hypocrisy here because okay. I know looking at the list Okay. There's probably a guy in your top three that didn't even make the playoffs this year. There is. Absolutely. I mean, if you put Halliburton on his list, he's... Right. But we don't know if Halliburton's on his list. That's true. So let's there's, wait. There's... We'll, we'll get to it. We're going to come back to Trey after the list. What Listen number are we on? We are on number six. Six. All right. My number six is Tyrese Halliburton. Nice. And... I mean, 20.7, so 21, 4, and 10 and a half-ish. I mean, he's a solid player. Ren hit on it. He's efficient. 49 from field goal, 40 from three, 87 from free throw. So he can actually hit his uh, free throws. My only issue with him was his availability. He only yeah. played 56 of the 82. Now, I as a Pacer fan, I will... I will elaborate that that was kind of artificial because the team did shut him down. The team gave up, and, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, yeah. I forgot that then. So you add about 10 games because he probably could have played 68. Okay. That was the big reason that I put him at yeah. six instead awesome. of my five. And we'll get to my five, but I mean... I mean, I, I don't have... I, I put him at seven as a homer pick yeah yeah no he he's i think he's fine in this mid this like five to seven range is fine for i will say out of this list he probably has the highest upside um uh well no hold on because <laughs> i realized never mind he's number three on upside on this list okay i will say go. there you go I... I forget how so young... So far, who we've talked about, I would agree. He has yeah. the most upside. Two of the top three, maybe three of the top five have higher upside. But 
Yeah. My Homer pick says he's going to be the best on this list. Yeah. My realistic pick says, yeah, hopefully. He's also born on the leap day. Yeah, he's only like eight years old, apparently. Uh, Wasn't that nice? Angelo number six. Angelo's number six is Jamal Murray. And a lot of it has to do, you've already gone through the stats, 20 points, four rebounds, six assists on 18 PER. The main catalyst for putting him there was the bonkers playoffs. Like, (laughs) hey, you can say what you want to say, but like, there was a legitimate argument for him to be the finals MVP with Jokic. He, him and Jokic together is the reason why they made it as far as they made it. And I, I, to me, I'm more scared of the guy that could drop 50, like, off the dribble, but that's just me. I like him. That's, that's fair. And I think that's where I would place him if I was factoring in playoffs. I think this six, seven to six range is where I'd put him too. Yeah. He hovered between I, he hovered between five and seven. But so yeah, I, the reason I put him as low as I did is because like the regular season doesn't look so regular hot. Regular season left him off of the list playoffs put him on the list so like i couldn't justify like i don't argue with you putting him as high as you did but me personally that's why i put him at nine um so number five (laughs) what you said five baby i think i know who five is for both of you guys It it is damian lillard what excuse me what okay so so austin does this now mean the top three are not consensus yeah because it means it for me too yeah (laughs) do you guys have dame in your top three i gave the little man some credit yeah even though he only played 58 games yeah go ahead ahead. talk about it don't get me wrong we're a year removed from dame coming off a pretty major injury um and i think that had an impact on my early season predictions because I wasn't like, I, it's not that I forgot who Damian Lillard was. It's just, I didn't think about Damian Lillard because I didn't see him much the prior season. Those injury issues considered can turn continued this year. Look, he's still one of the greatest scorers in the league, regardless of position. I'm not going to argue that he averaged 32 points, 4.8, rebounds 7.3 assists 26.7 per which is you guys are going to bring that up in a second the problem is he shot 37 percent from the field uh or 37 percent from three 46.3 percent from the field all of the drama around him and then missing the playoffs did you just factor the off court drama so you're telling me you're telling me for 99% of your list you did not factor in playoffs except for like a handful of players and now right now on your point guards you put in what happened after the season concluded I've always considered the playoffs it just doesn't have a huge impact on me part of the seasons this is not this is not part of the season. This is the off season. We are going into next year. You're considering that? No, I'm. I'm considering the fact that he led a team that missed the playoffs. Yes. 
That's not what okay. you Okay, okay, okay. I'm fair with that though. Okay, that's okay. what I want to know. Look, it's great that you scored 32.2 points. It didn't win you any games. Is what I'm trying to say. Like he's a great scorer. He's probably the best pure scorer in basketball. It's starting to sound like me. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Do not put that evil on me. Um but it didn't translate to wins and you are the floor general, right? The point guard drives the offense or we we say that like obviously point forwards are a thing. Run their dumpster fire organization and he was taking doubles every single game all season. I I will fact check that, but yeah, no, Damian Lillard great player number 5. Which one, the dumpster fire or the double teams? Double teams. So go ahead, Austin, while I Google this. What? Did you go on to your number five? One, two, three, four, five, six. Damian Lillard was sixth in the league on double teams. Uh, yeah. That's why, because when I... Oh, wait, no, it wasn't. Hold on. One, two, one, two three, three, four, four five, five, six, six seven. 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 I know number seven. And you've got to factor in, what percentage was that? It was 26%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he only played 53 games? Mm-hmm. 58, 58 mm-hmm. games. Okay. I'm just saying, like, it's great that you scored a lot. But you're not a young player, okay? So, like, it would be different if we were talking, like, if Darius Garland, okay? Or not Darius Garland. Darius Garland would be a poor example. If <laughs> who's a who's a good young guard? Shay. Shay. It would be different yeah. if you're Shay and you average all these points or all these rebounds or all these assists and you don't make the playoffs because you're a burgeoning talent, right? But you're Damian Lillard. You've been in the league for a long time. I don't care how much you're scoring if you're not winning games. If you're Austin, shooting an efficient Do you know what league. Ren just did? Do you know what Ren just did? I, I'm i going to be honest with you. My brain is broken. Do you know Ren's what Ren just did? Argument. Ren just made my argument for players leaving right there. Right oh. there. Yes, yes, I did. I get that I am tough on players, but I try to give them the freedom to go wherever they want. You will criticize them and say, you should do better. And then when they leave, you'll say that is part of the equation. Oh, my God. I'm I'm still processing. Austin, number five is Trey Young. Hold on. No, Go ahead, I'm time. So you've got to factor in the fact that not only did he not, like, he had the highest usage rate of his career. Think about that for a second, right? Because trash! I mean, I get, I get Ren's argument for this because he has objectively graded people lower because their usage was higher because they're on a bad team. Right. I like, get it, that. You're you're scoring a lot on a bad team and you're not winning. Way to go. It's your other arguments that are breaking me. I I don't even remember what you argued argued. 
it's about to explode when you realize I put Demetrius in the top five. I I already <laughs> knew that. I could tell from once you said <sighs> name, I knew, I knew your list is is trash. Trash. So now we will petition Ren to potentially receive no, the gold. No, 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 you, no. You I'm down to name the award after him. Oh, 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 oh. So, you know, I, technically it's two to one. Technically it's two to one. Look, okay. <laughs> so I will take that you could put him higher. Okay. What I'm trying to figure out is who. Who what? I'm trying to figure out who you all left off of your top three. Oh, you know who I left off the top three. Yeah. I, I think it's a pretty easy bet. I mean, I think mine's a pretty easy guess to what it is, but. Okay, so we're going to do. I mean, I can see who it is because I think you all just went off of PER. Well, I didn't just go off PER, but. Go ahead. Yeah, me either. Yeah, no, I, it's like I don't so, even like as I'm looking at it, I'm not even second guessing it. Okay, uh, so your number five is Trey Young, Austin, correct? Correct. Yeah, explain it. Go ahead. I, oh. The reason I gave Trey Young over Tyrese is kind of what you said. You can't argue with twenty six and ten. Tyrese has twenty one and ten. Like five points can be a big difference. Um. I I don't know. Trey Young is a polarizing player for this entire podcast. I think Ren broke Austin. I think he's so <laughs> depressed now. <laughs> I am still comprehending a lot. I think Ren is on the side of Trey is the man. I'm in the middle, and Angela's Trey should be out of the league. Oh, I don't think Trey is the man. I don't think Trey should be out of the league. I, I'm going to the extremes, but that's. Where you, you guys are on those time those sides of the lines in terms of in the middle for me. Um my Angel do your five. I'm I'm <laughs> processing things. So my five is Tyrese Halliburton. Um okay. it's for a lot of the reasons Ren said. They looked very impressive with him off the floor. They looked really mediocre with him off the floor to the point that they held him out just to get better lottery odds. Mediocre? That team was trash when he was injured. Yeah, so was the Portland Trailblazers without Dame, but apparently that... (laughs) Anyway. Disrespect to Jeremy Grant and Anthony Simons. Anyway. Tyrese Halliburton. I like his game. He's very he's a very good floor general. He's pretty good at defense and he can score a lot of points. And you're right, the jumper does look ugly, but it somehow goes in, so I guess that's all that matters. Probably the ugliest jumper I've ever seen in my life. It, 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 it has is, that weird hitch. Terrible. Like, it looks like what everyone joked Markel Fultz's jump shot looked like. Even though Markel Fultz is like it had a hitch to it. Lonzo Ball before the adjustments or that Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, horrible. I, I would take Lonzo before. Like you take in terms, of, in terms of like shooting form, 
obviously results I would take. <laughs> right, least, right, right. Like, if you ask me to, like, which jump shot do I think is going to go in more frequently? Lonzo. Like, Tyrese has an ugly jump shot. But it works. Yeah. Um, so, number four, Demetrius Morant. Okay. So, he is up here specifically for the athleticism. It's not arguable. He is one of, if not the most athletic players in the game today. Correct? Correct. Um, 26.2 points, 6 rebounds, 8.1 assists. We're grading point guards here, correct? And he had more, like, we aren't factoring or valuing assists at all in these discussions. Yes, he had a 23.3 PER. Yes, he had significant off-court drama. But he, he's a large part of the reason they made the playoffs. Because um, he did only miss a couple of games, all things considered. I think it was 21. Yeah, 21. Um, he only started 59 games, though. That's weird. Uh, yes. Shooting 46% from the field. 307.307. That's worrying. He shot point three oh seven. Think about that for a second. Um, from three, so thirty percent, and fifty or seventy four percent from the field or from the free throw line. Austin already highlighted on that. Like, if you're gonna be this aggressive, you gotta hit your free throw. So he needs to work on that. But in just takeover ability, there isn't many like John ja Morant. There's not many people that can electrify a gym like Ja can. Um, and he also got his team to the playoffs. Averaged 24 points in the playoffs, but hey, it, they got beat in the first round. Um, oh, yeah. John Morant, number four. John Morant, number four. Nice. Who's your number so my, four? My oh. number four is Mr. Wardell Stephen Curry. <laughs> We have a very different top three. We have a very different top three indeed. Um, I mean, this is no knock on Steph. I mean, the man averaged 36 and 6, right? Yeah. I just think my number three personally is better. Not better. Last year, my number three played better. And that's the big separation between four and three i think there's an argument for either i'm gonna put the run answer out there um he shot really efficient 49 from the field 43 rounded up from three point that's kind of insane 91 percent from free throws jaw you should really work out with Stephen curry over the summer <laughs> um he took 20 shots a game but for me curry i i don't know I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Just go ahead, Angela. Okay. Um, My number four is SGA. I'm sure he's in both your guys' top threes. But he he averaged 31 points, five rebounds, six assists, and a 27 PER. He was the do-it-all guy for the Thunder when he wasn't handling the ball it was just giddy but i think the future is very bright for him he had a great season and i'm actually very interested to see what the thunder look like with chet home home healthy and playing alongside him 
Agreed. I think that Thunder's team is the team to watch this year. I, I think they definitely have one of the brighter futures in the NBA. I don't think that's a hot take by any stretch of the imagination. No. Oh, no. Um, I, we'll, we'll get into that next week, by the way. Um, it was fun. So my number three is SGA. So this yep. was his first All-Star season, and it was an exciting one. Um, he is definitely, you already hit the mark. He is one of the, if not the most versatile scorers on this list. One thing that you didn't touch on that I, I think we should highlight is he was number three in the NBA in free throws attempted. He gets to the stripe very frequently. And when you look at that top five list of players at the free throw line, like the only people that beat him were Joel Embiid and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And the reason they're that high is because that's the only way to stop them. And to be a smaller player and to be getting to the line at that volume, it really says a lot about how threatening Shea is around the rim and just how at will he is able to get to the rim. So, yeah, I have SGA at number three. Um, this is shocking that you don't have him in the top three. I thought he was more of a lock than the other two. Excuse me? Well, no, not number one. Not number one. But I, I thought for sure he was in the top three. I, I can't check yourself. Number one is set in stone. Is it? I swear to it God. Better. Angelo. <laughs> Angelo. You're about to take back the gold now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Austin, go ahead and give us your number three. So, my number three is Dame Dalla. Right. So, like I said, between him and Steph, it was a real toss up. The points is where I gave it to Dame. He got you three more points. Yes, it was more inefficient, but like you said, the man was taking all of the shots. If he's going to be that efficient taking every single shot, then, I mean, he's he should be an MVP this year alone, right? Like, if he had Steph's numbers with that amount of shots, easily MVP. But he didn't. So that's why I put him at three. And, I mean, we've talked about him. 91 from the free throw. Yeah, we, t- we, we, Dame broke me, you know. Um, my <laughs> only issue is availability. Historically, he's been pretty available, but after last year, he only played 58 games, or the year before, he only got 58. Probably because the organization is absolute dog water. But I don't know. Not according to run, apparently. Nice. According to run. Angelo, who's your number three? Damian Lillard. Yay. Why? 32 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, 27 PER, and the only thing that was worth watching on the Portland Trail Blazers for the most part. You can say Simons, you can say Grant, but honestly, the man did what he could. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what you want from this man. You you I'm want him to stay and carry the Portland Trail Blazers organization to a finals. I I don't know. Oh, go ahead. A couple tiers. Go ahead. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. Okay. Go, go ahead. Hold on. Go I, ahead. I I have. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. I have an Angelo specific question. Yeah. Uh huh. Had he not requested a trade, is this man even in your top ten? <laughs> yes. 
because you've had no respect for Damian Lillard's game. For the that is false. That's false. I have had no respect for the way he has has presented his career, but I I have respected his game. So, so let me just. So he's a top three point guard in the NBA today. Yes. Top. He's a top three point guard. Yeah. In the NBA today, yes. For the last season, yes. Okay. (laughs) We're going to remember this, just so you all know. Just remember this moment, listeners at home. Take a snapshot of this moment. Uh, I'm confused to what you're thinking about, Ren. Yeah, what are you thinking about? Because this is a man who says it doesn't matter. Like, we talked about this. Because every time I ask, okay... But we, this has always been with the context of his greater standing in the this has him being a top three player right now has nothing to do with his overall standing in so, the hierarchy of players okay. that have played the NBA. So let's 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 uh, I'll grant you that. Let's let's ignore that. Let's talk about this season. What does twenty six and ten mean to you? We're back to Trey Young. <laughs> back. It always goes hey, back I, to Trey Young. That was what I did. It took me a second. What is 26 and 10? Mean? So, so 26 and 10, that's not a top 10 player. <laughs> that's not a top 10 player, 26 and 10? Not with some personal bias. Not with some personal bias, indeed. So so you're, you're saying personal bias is allowed? And this... You said it at the start of the... But you're the one saying I'm taking the golden L because I I don't care that Damian Lillard scored 32 points a game. Like, I do. I'm not saying I don't. He's top five for me. I'm just saying, like, you're saying that career doesn't matter. We're only talking about this season. Correct. Yeah. And that's what you've said for this whole list this entire time. So, so, So 26 and 10 doesn't get you on the top 10. It doesn't get you a number 10. It doesn't get you a number 9. No. Okay. So 32 points gets you top 3. It does. 6 points is a big difference, my dude. It is. Okay. Okay. So what's the minimum number of points generated on 10 assists? Why is Ren trying to quantify this to like scientific theorem? No, no, no. 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 That's what, is... what it feels like you're trying to do at this point. No, no. What is the minimum number of points that 10 assists gets you? We, we won't talk about like, oh, you got a three and it's an and one. So 20 points. Like 20 points. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So 20 points, right? Right, right, right? Sure. Hold on. I got to pull... Mr. Lillard back up because I closed it. It's seven so, assists. How are you going to make an argument and not be ready? So It's, it's seven what's, assists. What's the minimum number of points that seven assists gets you? 14 points. Okay, so what's 32 plus 14? <laughs> We're combining stats. I'm, this is a question. 46. Okay, so what's 20 plus 26? 46. Okay. What does five rebounds get you compared to three rebounds? Uh, Austin? <laughs> this is the Ren and Angelo. I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, I'm just curious. I'm just this asking is, questions here. This is, We're just this, asking questions here. This is, this is Ren and Angelo discuss a hot topic point guard because we have a lot of these. 
So if both players at a minimum are generating 46 points and one of them is in your top 10 and one of them is not, and one of them made the playoffs and one of them did not, you're going to question me. Because let me ask you a question. Is Trey Young a good defender? No. Part of this argument. Is Damian Lillard a good defender? Can you be part of this argument? Go for it, Austin. Go ahead. Tag, tag. So my thing with what you you're need trying backup. to say, Ryan, I, I may be wrong here, but you're saying Trey Young and Damian Lillard generate the same amount of points, correct? Technically, yes. At, if you're being absolutely pragmatic, yes, they do. Okay. I'm not trying to be pragmatic. What I'm trying to do is point out that we're saying things while not backing that up. So we can say Damian Lillard did all this and he didn't make the playoffs, but Trey Young, he did the same amount of offensive load carrying in more games played, but he's not even the top 10. And there, there's a level of hypocrisy there because we're saying that this guy that – generated the exact same amount of points is top three even though he didn't make the playoffs but the guy that did the same amount of point generation that didn't make the playoffs isn't even on our top 10 not even not even top five he's not even on the list so i get that and i have like i have trey at five so like i'm I'm in the top five club right i guess my problem with how you were just trying to do that and i may have just misunderstood what you were doing is 46 for Trey, 46 for Dame, but Dame got 32 by himself. If there's no other team around Dame, Dame is still dropping 32. Okay, there's no team around Trey, he's dropping 26. I I may have just misunderstood what you were doing. So last season, let's let's expand this and be devil's advocates here for a minute. We always have these little segues in the middle of these, which I, I love because they are actually really fun. So we're going to play a quick game of this or that. Which would you prefer on your team? Okay, and don't look at stats. Yeah. I mean, you probably should because, like, it's... If you're going off historical, you're going to say one over the other, and you shouldn't because one of them... Do I need to keep track of the this or that? No, no, no. This is only two. Okay. Would you rather have Jeremy Grant or John Collins? John Collins. off of last season, you would rather have John Collins. Now, keep in you mind... You said don't look at the stats. So, yes, John no, Collins. No, no. So, <laughs> there's a fun fact about John Collins. Did you know that he permanently mangled his shooting hand and he has a deformity on his shooting hand and that's why he's not shooting as well now? Do you know that? I did not. Yeah, so Google John Collins' finger. It's a okay. it's freaking gross. Um, Anthony Simons or DeJounte Murray? DeJounte. I would take Anthony. Defense, but the defense point, is the thing. DeJounte. But so is there a massive like when you're saying DeJounte over Anthony, is this like some massive like Yes. Really? Yeah. DeJounte really, is yeah. top ten in my list. Anthony is not. Wrong disagree. Ugh. So when we're saying oh Dame's doing it all by himself. Because he is. Kind but of you literally too. just said that in your argument for him at five. No, I'm specifically bringing it up because we're talking about it. Okay. Because I don't think Trey is completely by himself. I'm just saying that the gap between their teams is not as big as we're making it out to be. Because again, John Collins is pretty much permanently disfigured in his shooting hand. Seriously, Google it right now. It's it's weird. His fingers like 
like his I, I don't know it's like the size of a toe that doesn't make sense just google it look so yeah it, it's weird for me to say that we're gonna give dame a pass and he's top three because he had to do it all by himself but trade generated the same amount of points they both play the same level of defense I, I would not say one of them is better than the other. I think they're both hot garbage when it comes to defense. Um, and both of them, you can say Trey has a better team. Sure, but it's not by that much. So that's the point I'm trying to make is we're we're saying that Dame is top three, which I I don't disagree with. You can say Dame's top three. I don't put him there because... You scored a lot and you didn't make the playoffs, whatever. I have a problem with saying he's there because he generated this many points and he did it by himself, but we don't even have Trey on the top 10. That's my question. Austin does. Austin does. But that's why I said this was a random Angelo. Yeah. Like, Austin yeah, no, I know. I, into the I was figuring out your metrics. That's what I was arguing. Not that Trey is the top five or not. So, yeah, I don't have a problem right. with Dame being the top three. I just don't have him right. there because he's old and didn't make the playoffs. So it doesn't matter to me. But if you're does young, age matter when you're just looking at a single season in a vacuum? I think it does. I think it does because there is... When you're looking at a young player... I think it does because... When you're looking at a young team and how they perform either in, like, when we get to that race for the playoffs, right? Because Mm -hmm. you have those top teams that you know are going to make it. But then when you're looking on the outside looking in and you have that end-of-season race to get in the playoffs, age plays a factor because you're freaking out, right? Like, you've never been here before. It's the same thing where we say, like, young teams, like, the Cleveland Cavaliers underperformed in the playoffs based on what we expected them to do, but it was because they're young, they get a pass. Next season, that pass is revoked because they've been there. They know what to expect next season. Damian Lillard is not a young player anymore. He doesn't get the pass that, you know, you didn't lead your team to the playoffs because, again, we're talking about the players for all intents and purposes, going down our top 10 list, with the exception of maybe Jamal Murray, these are the leaders of their teams. Correct? You couldn't lead your team to the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. That's why he's not, like, production-wise, absolutely top three. But in a vacuum, no, he's not. He's top five for me. You know what? That's fair. Yep. So, who were we on? <laughs> I just did... We are, we, if we're on you, three. you're on... So, I did SGA for three. Did Austin do his number three? Dame. I Dame at three. And Angel put Dame at, Dame at three. three. So, we're on my number two. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, my number two. Thank you for joining us for the episode that never starts. It also never ends. Um, yes. <laughs> my number two is Wardell, Stephen Curry. Um, so... <laughs> The thing about Steph is age doesn't seem to be slowing him down. He's now legitimately in his mid-30s. He's 35 this season. But he's old. We're, he's old. But did he make the playoffs? I don't remember. He did. Yes. He lost in the second round to LeBron. 
Um, he beat the Kings. So he's still... We're still seeing the same level of circus shots that we're expecting out of Steph, and he's doing it efficiently. So he averaged 29.4 points, 6.1 rebounds, which we'll get to that in a second, 6.3 assists, 49% from the field, 42% from three, and 91% from the free throw line with a 24 PER. Now, if if I wanted to be nitpicky here, I would compare him to Damian Lillard. I'm not going to. What I will say is for his size, because he is only 6'2", 6'3", uh, he rebounds incredibly well given his size and his age. Um, because 6.1 rebounds from a point guard, I don't know if until we get to the top three, or the top one, I don't think there's anyone on the list that out-rebounds Stephen Curry. Uh, and, no, 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 Kyrie, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, there's no one that out-rebounds them. So <laughs> if you're only looking at points, sure, you can put Damian Lillard over Steph Curry, but the complete player, because I do think Steph Curry, why I don't not? either not, said, oh, wait, Austin did, never mind, never mind, sorry, go not on. a great defender by any stretch of the imagination, he, he's a better defender than the Trey Youngs and the Damian Lillards of the world. Um, and a 61% effective field goal percentage. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, that Steph Curry's number two. I don't know who y'all have at number two, but Steph Curry's number two. So that's fair. I'm using Ren logic just to make fun of him. Damian Lillard contributed for 46 points. Stephen Curry was only 41. <laughs> throwing that out there. Who in the uh, playoffs? <laughs> fair point. Hold on, hold on. Red starting to sound like me. Hold on. We, we won't talk about his assists. Steph Curry generated 30 and a half points in the playoffs just in points scored before we get to assists. How many did uh, how many did Dame generate? Look, I, I said fair point. I said fair point. And yeah, like yeah, I said, you three and four were reversible for me between Steph and Dame. You don't want that smoke is what I'm hearing. Number two is Shea Gilgis Alexander. 31 and a half, or 31, five and six. I mean, we've talked about Shea, I think, enough-ish. He's electric from all assets of the court. He's efficient Efficient. shooting. Yeah, 51% from the field. 35 from three is kind of upsetting, not going to lie. But, I mean, he is taking free throws. I think you said he was, what, third in free throws? Third in free throws, and he hit 90% of them. Yeah, that that's impressive. Job, maybe go work out with Shea, too. You know, <laughs> figure it out. Um, Man had 11 win share. We haven't really used win share much today, but, like, that's kind of impressive. That 11 wins were just because of Mr. Shea. Um, I mean, he's young. I'll give that example or that reasoning. But I think this is not Shea's career year. I think he has more in the tank. And I think he'll post numbers higher than this in the next few years. Especially if he has a defensive anchor like Chet down low. So, yeah. Shea at number two. Uh, Steph Curry is number two for me. I really can't say much that Ren hasn't already said. 29 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. He had a 24 PR. He's still Steph Curry. He's still 
one of the best point guards in the NBA right now. Like, I, I think at this point, like, I have a hard problem discussing players, like, as it pertains to all time while they're still playing, right? That's fair. So we could argue, like, is LeBron the greatest of all time? I will never put him on the greatest of all time until he's retired. Like, it, it just won't happen. Um, consider it is what you mean not necessarily that he is yeah 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 so Steph I think you can easily argue as the best point guard of all time um for sure he changed the game in a way that probably nobody has (laughs) with the exception of maybe the ABA merger because the ABA history lesson for y'all because we talk about this here we go uh, so the ABA was closer to the modern NBA than the NBA of the time. And when that ABA merger, that was where the dunks started happening, the distant shooting. Like, that came from the ABA. Um, so the ABA players that came over changed the game in that aspect. Is there another player, like maybe Allen Iverson changed the game, but I don't think he was at the level to be on the greatest of all time list. But I I don't think LeBron James changed the game. He transcended the game. Michael Jordan transcended the game, but they didn't evolve the game. I, I'm not saying Stephen Curry is better than either of those two. Just an FYI, I'm just saying that he also has that going for him on top of his production. I um, think Kobe, there's an argument for more of a mentality change oh, than an actual physical absolutely. change absolutely i nobody was shooting like shots and saying jordan nobody says lebron <laughs> people say curry from three they, they, they do but the, like, Kobe the, from the mamba mentality is it is a real thing i do think it did influence a generation if not change the game so i i would grant that but I don't know. I with how old Curry is getting, and like we went through it with LeBron, and like we've kind of accepted it now. Like he's in the twilight of his career. It, it doesn't feel like Curry's slowing down just yet, but I know we're at the verge of that. If it's not next season, it will be the season after that, where suddenly, you know, he he does the little shake and needs a hip replacement surgery. It, it's getting there. Uh, uh, I think he's. Oh man. I think handles, he'll slow down. But, I mean, shooting, you can shoot up until yeah. you're, you know. Yeah, he'll probably be like 50, 60 he wants, you know. Oh, yeah, and I think that helps that just because he doesn't play as physical as Braun did. I don't think he'll play that much longer, honestly. I think, like, just given the, like, off-the-court things we see, like, with Aisha and Riley, it's it's... You think he's he'll, gonna, he'll go family soon? I, I think he'll go family. Like, what does he... There is nothing Steph Curry has to prove to anyone. Right? Sure. Like, at this yeah. point, he's just doing it because he loves the game. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you have anything else to say on your number two, Angelo? I don't. Okay, so my number one which if you're following along at home, you should be able to piece this together. It's Luka Doncic. Yep. I had this at number one before I even sat down to write the list. (laughs) So this is the one time I'm going to say missing the playoffs gets a pass because solely. Uh, No, no, no. Goal posts. 
No. Go Bulls. So okay, why did why did the Mavericks miss the playoffs? Kyrie. No. <laughs> That's what I'm going with, Kyrie. Why was there an investigation into why the Mavericks missed the playoffs? They tanked. Why did they tank? Hopefully not Wemby. It wasn't Wemby. But why did they tank? Don't know say. It was Kyrie Irving, but it was specifically the draft capital involved in that trade. Um, so by missing the playoffs, they retained their draft rights to their pick, which ended up being lively. So Ooh. I'm giving them the pass. Yeah, I'm giving them the pass because that was why that last game, like why Mark Cuban was cheering when the Mavericks were missing shots. Like that was a deliberate thing. Um, and I, I think Lively is going to pay off dividends. I think that giving Luca a safety valve defensively is more valuable than making the playoffs that season. Um, box score, like you both are going to go into it, so I don't really need to. But thirty-two and uh, or yeah, thirty-two and a half points, uh, nine rebounds, eight assists, forty-nine, thirty-four, seventy-four from the fields. Um, 28.7 PER. Box score speaks for itself. And like I said, he gets the pass for missing the playoffs because he is young. He's very, very, very young, and that's scary to me. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll save some for y'all to talk about because if you don't have Luca at number one, because Angelo has been hinting that our number ones are going to be different, and if he left Luca off of his top ten list, this is the last episode of No Reserves. I'm just telling he, you now. He's, go, he's going to football. He'll be a football only. <laughs> here and out. So then um, the experiment of seeing how long it takes to burn me out will have failed. Yeah, because it no, will be immediately. No, because you burnt us out. <laughs> <laughs> I flipped um, the switch. <laughs> Uno reverse card. <laughs> Uno reverse card, yes. Luca, I mean... Like Ren said, I mean, the man was pretty shy of a triple-double average. Kind of insane. I am a little disappointed in his free-throw percentage. I thought he shot better than What that. is with you in the free-throw percentage? They're, they're free points, point. man. It's called a free-throw for a reason. Yeah. You guys are really bashing on people who are shooting like 75% from the line. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I haven't focused on free throw until the point guards, but it's like, yeah. I mean, if your whole game plan is about, I mean, and Lucas isn't entirely, but if your whole game plan is about getting to the paint, you know that there's going to be fouls involved. That should be something that you focus on. Um, um, side note real quick, just because I I pulled this up, or I just realized this. Y'all use basketball reference for your points, like your like stats, mm-hmm. correct? Correct. So specifically to Angelo, I just I would like to point out that if you scroll up next to the player's name, it tells you how to pronounce it. Okay. <laughs> like 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 Nikola Jokic. It it tells you Jokic, not Jokic. I um, say Jokic. Just, yeah. It's Jokic. It's Jokic. Why do you do this to me? I'm now looking this up now. What does basketball? What do you say, basketball? Yeah, basketball is my number one. Oh, God, I, I hate that even more. 
<sighs> but I I mean, there's not really much else to say from Luca. I'm surprised. I'm this sure backfired on Ryan something. Quickly. It did. <laughs> uh, but he is the Dallas Mavericks offense right now, and that's the big problem with the Mavericks being a Mavericks fan. <laughs> and I hope Ren is right about Lively. I hope Kyrie does something to be useful. Stays on the court. <laughs> yeah, I hope he doesn't go off on some crazy rant before the next season starts and is out for a while. I don't think he will. I, I hope he won't. Maybe Mike Cuban can get through to him. Or Dirk. Or Dirk. That would, I would love to see an argument between those two. That would be good. Would Anyways, be. Angelo, what do you have to add to Mr. Luke at number one? Or does he have someone else at one? Yes, I have Luke at one. Okay. I thought you were about to say someone else. I was about to just Okay, quit. Say, say his name. Say his name. Luca Don... What, what was it, Austin? Don Kick? Uh, Don Kick. Don Kick. Luca Don Kick. <laughs> Go ahead and talk, Anglo. <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean, you hit all the nails on the head. Um, I think the thing about Luca's game that impresses me the most is his ability to do the small things right and his ability to use his weight, his momentum, and everything to his advantage. His playmaking is crazy. His shooting, I think, to a lot of people, is a little bit overrated. But when he's hot, he's he feels oppressive. And that's kind of the thing you want in a superstar you want when they're on to feel oppressive that's why you know jamal murray is a little bit higher on this list than maybe his regular season stats would suggest because when he was on in the playoffs he felt oppressive and and the thing with luca is it's it's weird because like if he's wide open in the corner you don't feel like super confident like yeah he might make it but it's not it's the step backs it's the freaking step backs it's the the step backs and the faders like every time he takes one it seems like it goes in like the stupidest shot like he is a walking 2k player and not like this 2k but like 2k when like they had like moving three and like all that crap Mm -hmm. because if he was wide open in the corner he's only got the 30 standing three but if it's a fader out of bounds he is hitting it off the dribble Uh, Oh. You should have played with Adam when the moving three and the standing three were separate attributes, basically. Uh, <laughs> but no, Luka Doncic, he's a cheat code. He's hes not... Like, he's built like a small forward, but he's not yeah. a point forward. Like, he's not at all. He is a point guard. And he plays so much smaller than he is because he's a big boy. He is, but he still knows how to use his weight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like he will bully you to the rim. Yeah, but he'll also beat you off the dribble on the outside. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like Luca is the future of the NBA, along with Nikola Jokic and Victor Wembanyama. Whether you like it or not, that's the future. Um, Why did you choose the three people that we can't? That Angela has issues, or I have issues with saying. Deliberately. Yeah, pretty I did much. It deliberately. Jokic and Wamba Wama. 
<laughs> I love that. Oh, God, I hate both of you right now. Does Does Wimby have a nickname yet besides Wimby? No, he does I not. I don't know. The bust. <laughs> What's he, Okay. Since we're done with our lists, because we're done yeah. with our lists, right? What, what is your favorite, like, modern player nickname? Because, like, if you go back, like, Magic, like, that's a nickname. Um, the Big Diesel. The Magic is really good, honestly. Like, the Iceman. Like, those are great nicknames. The process is kind of mid. So, what is your favorite yeah. modern nickname? Because... The Matador is Lucas, and that's kind of... I, I like, like Point God for CP3. Point God for CP2 is pretty King James is good. Like, King even James. if you don't like LeBron like that, that's that's good. Yeah, it's um, good. Greek Freak is good. German Jesus. German Jesus is good. Uh, the Truth is kind of... Land. I don't mind it. I don't know. Answer. Depends on the day. Big ticket's good. Big ticket was really good. Yeah, big ticket's good. Big shot, Bob. That's that's a classic. Uh, I don't consider those like modern though. J crossover. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Crawford. Uh. I'm trying to think of other players with nicknames because there's not, like, just thinking about players. I mean, on basketball reference, they so like name a name a random player. No, I I know they have them. Like Ice Trey, like you can hate Trey. Ice Trey, that's Ice a good Trey one. Yeah. Good. That's a good nickname, especially for how cold he gets in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> like Jalen Brunson. What's Jalen Brunson's? Brunson. Let's see. Brunson is listed as JB and Brunson Burner. I like Brunson Burner. I like Brunson, Brunson Burner. Burner probably good, something good, Austin good. likes. Um, De'Aaron Fox is Swipe, we know that. What's Darius Garland's? Garland. Does Garland have a nickname? Boog? DG the PG. I hate both of those so much. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's Tyrese Halliburton. I'm just looking at my list. Tyrese Halliburton, which I know he hates Halley. Like, he despises the nickname Halley. Does not have a listed one. Uh, Shay, because SGA is good, but that's just an abbreviation. <laughs> it's SGA. <laughs> That's the only thing that's, that's the only yeah. one. That's the only thing that's listed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about Luca? Chef Curry. Luca is the Matador. I know that. The one. Matador, El Matador, Cool Hand, the Don, Wonder Boy, El Nino, Marvella, Swaggy L, Luca Legend, Too Easy, Luca Magic. Just as an aside, real quick, uh, Luca Magic's really good. Uh, Austin is not here anymore. <laughs> he just he just texted the group chat that his cat spilled water on his computer, so he had to shut it off. Okay, so, Brunson Burner added again. That's top tier. That's top. Brunson Burner's top tier. I like that a lot. 
What's um, another top point guard right now? Well, top player. Let's think it's just top players real quick. Uh, Tatum? Tatum. What's Tatum's? Ooh. Paco J. I hate that with every fiber of my being. Does he have another one? Just J and Taco J. Oh, those are terrible. I'm so mad right now. Does Embiid have one other than the process? Ooh. JoJo. Do a 180. Troel and the Phantom of the Process. I Phantom of the Process is good. Hinky died for our sins. <laughs> he did. He, he really did. Never have a job in the NBA again because of the process. He won't. That's fair. He doesn't deserve one, but it worked. It worked. I th- I honestly, I think this is a conspiracy theory. I think they got him out there because, like, it was on the cusp of starting to work. And if the 76ers saw it start to work, they wouldn't have fired him. Uh, Tyrese Maxey is Mad Maxey and Prince of the City. I like Mad Maxey. Mad Maxey is pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, let's just do a random uh, Dwayne Dedman, the mechanic. Really Michael the mechanic. Foster Jr. Yeah, the mechanic. <laughs> Doesn't have one. Uh, Montrez Harrell. Just Trez. Tobias Harris. Toby. I Harris. wonder if, um,. I'm looking for like a random Furkan Korkmaz, the Turkish delight. D'Angelo Russell. What is D'Angelo? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, d- I mean, deloading. Like that's. Yeah. Mac McClung. Does McClung have a nickname? He does not. Uh, I'm I'm just looking at like random players. D'Anthony Melton. Austin Reeves. Oh God. D'Anthony Melton's nickname is Billy Kobe. Hillbilly Kobe. Hillbilly Kobe, Ren. That is a great name. Actually, I knew that one. (laughs) Matisse Seibel is Mathief, the Disruptor, and Uh, Spider-Man. Georges Niang, the minivan. (laughs) I don't get it. Oh, man. We we could do a whole episode on this. Um, hey guys, thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. If you're still here and you've listened to this whole episode that never starts, never ends, never finishes, never begins, uh, check out the football podcast. Like I said, it was as someone that's not the hugest fan of football, it was a good listen. And I'm saying that as an unbiased person. Like obviously, like I do want the podcast to succeed because it is under the no reserves umbrella, but. I really did enjoy it. Alex is very knowledgeable. That's... Uh, Alex is very, very knowledgeable, which yeah. on the episode I learned through listening that he has not really been following the NFL that long, but it seems like he has a very big passion for it. Um, and it, it was very enjoyable. Check it out. Let us know what you want to see from that. Let us know what you want to see from this. But if you're listening to this episode, you've probably been listening long. So y- you need to do that. Um, Follow us on socials, follow us here, leave us a comment, like, subscribe, whatever you want to do. We will see you next week when we get back into the grind, starting for next season. Um, 
I don't know what that'll entail. I've got ideas, but Angelo, Austin, and I will discuss it. And yeah, we will see you next week. Have a good week. Have a great one.